the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast, where we help agents get their first five deals. Hi, this is Jennifer Henry, your host here at the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. In this series, we are talking about scripts. We are talking about the way you speak to buyers and sellers that will not only make you sound more professional, but will also position you to be a leader in the conversation. The way we do that is scripts. When you do not have scripts, there is a very good risk, challenge, danger that the customer is going to be the leader in that conversation or in that transaction. Now, I'm not saying you have to be big boss in charge, but they're hiring you to help them do what they need to do, make decisions, move their money, help them through the process, the very big, vast process of buying and selling real estate and choosing who to do that with. So again, scripts are so important when it comes to helping buyers and sellers get out of their own way and make the decisions they need to make to be successful in this industry, buying and selling real estate. Now, We've already talked a little bit about some of the myths of scripts in a previous podcast. We've also talked about your unique value and how you really can script that out and use that in a way that's much more compelling. But next, we're going to talk about on this brief podcast about objection handlers. So when you're talking to buyers and sellers and they put up a a yellow light, a blinking yellow light, this is, hold on a minute, I'm not sure, they're giving you what we call objections, okay? Objections sound like, I don't want to work with a real estate agent. Objections sound like I don't want to pay 6%. Objections sound like I want to interview other agents before I list my home. These are just yellow lights, okay? For many people, they will avoid the conversation altogether for fear of getting an objection. Because to many people, an objection feels like a rejection. And can we just pause right here and say that an objection is not a rejection? A rejection is, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Do not call me. Take me off your list. Disappear. Okay? That's a rejection. I promise you, friends that are listening here today, you're not going to get very many of those. In my 19 years of of real estate, I may have had two or three people who were extremely rude and who really don't deserve me anyway. So good riddance. I'm talking about objections of people who are literally throwing up a little bit of a red flag saying, I don't have yet all the answers I need. I want you to hear me well. An objection is truly someone who doesn't have all the answers. They don't have all the information they need yet. So let's just not be afraid of objections. Objections are an awesome opportunity to have a deeper conversation with someone and to really showcase your leadership. Now, how does one handle objections? All right, there's, again, a lot of conversation we could have about this, but for the sake of today's episode, we're just going to talk about some generalized ways of handling objections. The first way is through the use of questions. I mean, the only way, the only way is through the use of questions. Whenever someone throws up an objection, The best response you can give is not a defensive posture. It's not an explaining. It's not a word vomit on them. The best thing you can do is answer them with a question. So, for example, I don't want to work with a realtor. Oh, I I hear you. May I ask, what is your hesitation to work with a real estate agent? Now, you've opened up the conversation for this person to be able to explain this to you. 
Okay. This is not an objection about you. In fact, 99.9% of what people say out there really has nothing to do with us. It has to do all of it with them and their journey and where they're at. We take it personally and make it about us, but it isn't about us. And if we can see it that way, we can have these solid, forward-moving, positive conversations that may or may not result in a deal, but what they will result in is you holding your head high saying, I gave it my best. I put my best foot forward as the leader of this conversation. So first thing we want to do whenever we are handling objections is to get into curiosity. And again, I say it's asking questions. Now, you can't just ask questions and never tell. So you have to be able to craft questions that answer questions. Okay. So for example, if someone says, I don't want to pay 6%, I would respond with, what is it about 6% that concerns you? And let them explain that to you. And then you can come back with another question, for example, that says, if I could show you how you could net more money, have less hassle, and still pay 6%, would the 6% matter? Because you see, most people throw up an objection because that's what they think that's the objection, but truly deep down there's something more. So in the case of this person not wanting to pay a 6% commission, maybe you uncover that they need to make $100,000 on this sale. And if you can show them how they can make that $100,000, does the commission even matter? I tell this to agents all the time when they say they have objections about splits with brokerages. I'm like, if you make $100,000 as an agent and you net this amount of money that you didn't have before and you did it with less pain, less agony, faster, would you even care what your brokerage split is? So objections are all about isolating what's really going on with this person. And that's how you do it through questions. And then you follow up by telling them what they need through more questions. So guess what? The magic is in the questions, okay? When it comes to these objection handlers, learning how to come back with a question. Now, before we end today, I want to point out two kinds of questions that you need to always have in your back pocket. Open-ended questions closed-ended questions. Open-ended questions are questions that start with what, how, who, when, and they leave the hard work of talking on the other person. So what is it about 6% that concerns you? Shut up. Let the person answer. Now they have to do the thinking, they have to do the talking, and you have to do the data collection. You have to do the listening, okay? Open-ended questions are very powerful when you want to bond with someone, when you want to understand things better. Closed-ended questions usually are a simple yes and no answer. So usually closed-ended questions are when you're going for a close or you're getting the person to acknowledge and move forward in their decision, you would use a closed-ended question. Now that we've discussed that you can net $100,000, are you ready to list with me? Yes or no answer. Usually you've already done the heavy lifting. They've already done the heavy lifting with the open-ended questions. And now we're looking to close them or help them make a decision to close the gap, move on with the decision we're making. These are two really powerful ways to handle objections with buyers and sellers. Again, I don't have a lot of time in this podcast episode to really delve into this. At Game Changer Realty, we spend a lot of time helping agents to have the language of sales so they know what to say, when to say it, and not be afraid of objections. They're nothing to be afraid of. I would be more afraid of no conversations with buyers and sellers than I would objections. Again, here at Game Changer Realty, we're always looking to add more value and help you understand what it takes to be successful in the real estate industry. 
We're going to have another episode soon about more on scripts. So come back and visit. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our library of great resources for you at GameChangerRealty.com.